This is John W. Whitehead, author of Battlefield America, The War on the American People, bringing you a message about the state of our nation. Author Hannah Arndt, a victim of the Nazi concentration camps, once wrote, and I'm quoting, Never has our future been more unpredictable. Never have we depended so much on political forces that cannot be trusted to follow the rules of common sense and self-interest. Forces that look like sheer insanity if judged by the standards of other centuries. Unquote. Unfortunately, folks, this absolutely describes the state of America today. Let me tell you about the state of our nation. Things are getting worse, not better. Easily distracted by wall-to-wall news coverage of the latest crisis and conveniently diverted by news cycles that change every few days, Americans remain oblivious to the many governmental abuses that are still wreaking havoc on our freedoms. Police shootings of unarmed individuals, invasive surveillance, roadside blood draws, roadside strip searches, SWAT team raids gone awry, the military-industrial complex's costly wars, pork barrel spending, pre-crime laws, civil asset forfeiture, fusion centers, militarization, armed drones, smart policing carried out by artificial intelligence robots, courts that march in lockstep with the police state, schools that function as indoctrination centers, and bureaucrats that keep the deep state in power. These are dangerous times for America and the world. Yet while you may hear plenty about the dangers posed by Russia and COVID-19 in President Biden's State of the Union address, it's still the U.S. government that poses the gravest threats to our freedoms and way of life. Consider for yourself the following list of government abuses. Americans have little protection against police abuse. Americans are little more than pockets to fund the police state. Americans are no longer innocent until proven guilty. Americans no longer have a right to self-defense. Americans no longer have a right to private property. Americans no longer have a say about what their children are exposed to in school. Americans are powerless in the face of militarized police forces. Americans no longer have a right to bodily integrity. Americans no longer have a right to the expectation of privacy. Americans no longer have a representative government. Americans can no longer rely on the courts to mete out justice. You heard the list. Well, let me tell you something. I haven't even touched on the corporate state, the military-industrial complex, SWAT team raids, invasive surveillance technology, zero-tolerance policies in the schools, over-criminalization, or privatized prisons, just to name a few. But what I have touched on should be enough to show you that the landscape of our freedoms has already changed dramatically from what it once was and will no doubt continue to deteriorate unless Americans can find a way to wrest back control of their government and reclaim their freedoms. This steady slide towards tyranny meted out by militarized local and federal police and legalistic bureaucrats has been carried forward by such successive presidents over the past 70 plus years, regardless of their political affiliation. The more things change, the more they stay the same. Big government has grown bigger, and the rights of the citizenry has grown smaller. We are walking a dangerous path right now. 
Having allowed the government to expand and exceed our reach, we find ourselves on the losing end of a tug-of-war control of our country and our lives. And for as long as we let them, government officials will continue to trample our rights, always justifying their actions as being good for the people. Yet the government can only go so far as we the people allow. Therein lies the problem. The pickle we find ourselves in speaks volumes about the nature of the government beast we have been saddled with and how it views the rights and the sovereignty of we the people. Now you don't hear a lot about sovereignty anymore. Sovereignty is a dusty, antiquated term that harkens back to an age when kings and emperors ruled with absolute power over a populace that had no rights. Americans turned the idea of sovereignty on its head when they declared their independence from Great Britain and rejected the absolute authority of King George III. In doing so, Americans claimed for themselves the right to self-government and established themselves as the ultimate authority and power. In other words, in America, we the people, sovereign citizens, call the shots. So when the government acts, it's supposed to do at our bidding and on our behalf because we are the rulers. That's not exactly how it's turned out, though, has it? In the 200 years plus since we boldly embarked on this experiment in self-government, we have been steadily losing ground to the government's brazen power grabs foisted upon us in the so-called name of national security. We have relinquished control over the most intimate aspects of our lives to government officials who, while they may occupy seats of authority, are neither wiser, smarter, more in tune with our needs, more knowledgeable about our problems, nor more aware of what is really in our best interests. The government has knocked us off our rightful throne. It has usurped our rightful authority. It has staged the ultimate coup. Its agents no longer even pretend that they answer to we the people. Worst of all, we the people have become desensitized to this constant undermining of our freedoms. We are fast approaching a moment of reckoning when we will be forced to choose between the vision of what America was intended to be, which is a model for self-governance where power is vested in the people, and the reality of what it has become, a police state where power is vested in the government. So where does all of this leave us? As Aldous Huxley, author of the novel Brave New World, predicted, eventually the government would find a way of, and I'm quoting here, making people love their servitude and producing dictatorship without tears, so to speak, producing a kind of painless concentration camp for entire societies, so that people will in fact have their liberties taken away from them, but will rather enjoy it because they will be distracted from any desire to rebel by propaganda or brainwashing, or brainwashing enhanced by pharmacological methods. And this seems to be the final revolution. That's the end of the quote. So, what's the answer? Get unbrainwashed. Stop allowing yourself to be distracted and diverted. Learn your rights. Stand up for the founding principles. Make your voice and your vote count for more than just political posturing. Never cease to... Vocally protest the erosion of your freedoms at the local and national level. Most of all, do these things today. Tomorrow will be too late. Ultimately, I make clear in my book, Battlefield America, The War on American People, and its fictional counterpart, The Eric Blair Diaries, we need to shift the center of power back to we the people. It's now or never. 
The Rutherford Institute is doing its part to push back against the police state and make the government play by the rules of the Constitution. But we can't fight these battles alone. To join the resistance, visit our website at www.rutherford.org and check out our library of thought-provoking commentaries, legal resources, and so much more. Subscribe to our email alerts and I will send you my weekly commentary, Rutherford press alerts, and a weekly rundown of pertinent headlines and news articles to keep you apprised of the growing threats to our freedoms. And finally, if you are able, please consider making a tax-deductible donation to the Rutherford Institute by again visiting us online at www.rutherford.org or donate using PayPal. Your donation allows the Rutherford Institute to push back against the government's power grabs, corruption, and ongoing assaults on the Constitution. Together, we can make America free again.